Everyone, my name is John Russos, and this is the Here's My Thing podcast. My aunt has an Android, so I don't know if she gets my texts. I I think I've asked her why she chose it, but I also feel like I do that to everyone. Not a way to make them feel like less of a person. It's out of a genuine curiosity, like how a child might ask an amputee what happened to their leg. Aside from an affordable plan, I figure most of the pull comes from their version of the emoji or a pleasure in drawing some sort of polygon to open up their device. I find that intelligent people have androids, people who know what RAM stands for. Just a better phone, they might say, more powerful. In the US, it's common to see people jump ship from a Galaxy Note 9 to the iPhone, for them to leave LimeWire green text bubbles in search of stock blue ones and delivery confirmations. Maybe in the Android community they're looked at as traitors, but in the iPhone community, they're welcomed home with open, passive-aggressive arms, not as much asking how was the trip, but what took you so long? The consequences might be more severe if it were the other way around. In college, one of my housemates said that he wouldn't talk to me had I changed the color of our group chat messages and switching from the iPhone family. I laugh because that's hilarious, surely he was kidding, but he didn't even shift to an awkward smile, and just maintained a stone-cold expression that read, Don't disappoint me. We were talking a couple months ago, my aunt and I, and as with most conversations during this pandemic, how we've been spending our time comes up. Including myself, it seems everyone is picking the same words from a small word bank when talking about their day. Bored, Hulu, Zoom, all commonalities. And my aunt asked me if I was reading, to which I told her I've been making my third run through David Sedaris's Calypso. It kindly, she offered to send me some more of his work from her collection. She thought she had naked and maybe a couple of others, but she wasn't sure. I accepted. For a couple bags of groceries, I'll see through four Clorox wipes. If things get tricky around bread and onions, I usually let them pass through security without a pat-down, largely in fear that I might instigate mold or bleach poisoning. It's different with packages, though. If a small one or a large envelope arrives, I'll use one sheet to sanitize it in the contents, then I'll accidentally take the cap off my olive oil and knock it over and clean it up, or I'll convince myself that I haven't wiped down the doorknobs or stove in quite some time. If the sheet is still damp after that, I'll get particular with the light switches. For larger packages or those grabbed with other pieces of mail, one sheet is just fine. Sedaris's naked arrived in a package no bigger than the book itself, so before opening it, I poured some oat milk onto my kitchen counter. Over the next few days, I got through most of it when a larger box arrived. It's sizable, so no need for a spill. I kept what was left of the oat milk in the fridge and sanitized down a visual representation of Sedaris's diaries and then the big book of the Continental OP. And not by Sedaris, but from what I read in Naked, maybe something his family would have enjoyed behemoths these books are. At my reading pace, they'll keep me occupied through 2021. The package didn't have my aunt's address, but some LLC in Ohio. Had there not been a Sedaris work in it, I'd ask questions, but maybe my aunt cut the middleman and had the books right to my door. Naked was more than enough, but that's my aunt. Thoughtful, creative, often going above and beyond for me, always over-delivering. I had left her a voicemail after the first package, thanking her for the book, but I hadn't heard back. I rang again to address the new additions to my now slightly larger but still small library, hoping to also clear up that it was in fact her who sent the books, but that as well went to voicemail. 
I still hadn't got a word back from my aunt when a little over a week later, a padded envelope from Kentucky came. I took some expired pasta sauce out of the fridge, it poured it onto the table, and used one Clorox wipe to first sanitize what was Sedaris's barrel fever, and then clean up the mess. She is busy, but this was a few weeks, and I had a thank you that I hoped wasn't floating unacknowledged out in ether. I wondered if these last packages could have been from someone else. It had another family member gotten word that my attention span held longer than most at the pen of a Greek author. The mystery was fun, though, for a bit. After Barrel Fever, a collection of poems and short stories from the Hollywood blacklisted Dorothy Parker came in. I was out of wipes, so I coated it in hand sanitizer and dumped some uncooked pasta shells onto the ground. I started drifting from the probable and started to entertain the unlikely, but apparently just as likely scenarios in my paranoid mind. Is someone trying to send me a message? My inner monologue running, thinking that, well, these books are used, weathered, and with writing in them, and in pencil. My aunt doesn't use pencil. How the fuck do they get my address? Oh, and they have stains too. Sh is that blood? Everyone, my name is John Russos, and this has been another installment of the Here's My Thing podcast. Thank you for rocking with me. Until next time.